Hello, and welcome to the All Dale Army podcast. Good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the All Dale Aren't We podcast. We are back a bit quicker than we were last time. We've got through quite a few games in the past month or so. On a whole, they've not been great. Not really. Most enjoyable of uh, months or so, and it's uh, it's divided the fan base on a number of topics, but that's why we're here to talk through it all and, uh, you know, digest it and let's see what let's see what we all think um just to see how my guests are this evening travis how are we doing well mate how are you not so bad not so bad dale um as poor as ever but there you go aaron how are we i'm good man how are you yeah getting on getting on as as we do and ben how are we son good thank you Tom. brilliant brilliant well let's just get straight into it then so, um, touching back to the last game since we since we last spoke, that was coming up to we just literally played the Port Vale game, which is probably one of the most dial performances that I'd ever seen in my life. Um, somehow we managed to get a point out of it, but there you go. Uh, so, moving on from the Port Vale game, it was a home game against Northampton, and I think probably none of us were expecting anything out of this game. Probably quite low on confidence and probably expecting some more drab five at the back football with not a lot happening. But I'll tell you what, um, you know, we were shocked on the day. We put in a really good performance and a really good, um, a re- executing our game plan perfectly. wasn't full of chances or anything, but I felt like we were, the intent was there from minute one and, you know, we had a good go at them. And you couldn't really separate the teams, I reckon, on the day. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have looked at Northampton and said they were, I think, I believe they were second or third at the time of the, the game being played. Um, but no, you know, we, we stuck to we stuck to task, kept going and um yeah, just kept plugging away. First half, you know, even contest and second half we managed to get the breakthrough. A ball in from the left hand side, I believe it was from Max Clark and a nice little flick on for, uh, from Tavon to Tavon Campbell to beat the keeper. And um yeah, that was enough on the day. Northampton didn't really Northampton didn't really uh, show a lot, to be honest. Um as I say, you, 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 I'd be surprised. You'd be surprised if you, if you'd looked on that on the day and said that they were a third, they were the third best team in the division. Uh, but probably to take it some context, it probably was a bit of an off day for them. Uh, Travis, what were your thoughts on the game from what you can remember? <laughs> um, yeah, man. Don't I tell me was... you don't remember. It wasn't no, that long no, no. ago. I remember this one. I remember this one. It was a good. It was a good game. Well, good performance. Um, like I said, second second in the league, and we deserved the win, but. I think looking back at it now, it was what a month ago, weren't it? And we all thought this was going to be like the the start of our season. That was that was the feeling after that game that this would be the start of our season. And then after, I mean, we'll get onto it, but it it really wasn't. So, it yeah, wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. But you know what? It was looking back, it was a good result. Northampton like second or third, so done with double over. No. Can't really complain. No, you're right. You know, I left I left the ground that day feeling quite optimistic, uh, and then obviously persuaded persuaded me to buy tickets to go and watch Carlisle away away. Which, uh, well, we'll get onto that in a minute as well. Um, <laughs> ben, Ben, what were your thoughts on it? On it? Um, not much really. Sort of summed it up. Rather echo. Uh, I think you sort of summed it up when you said Northampton didn't look like a team that they were top for. Rip. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Your singles are dropping out. Do you want to try that one again? Um, is that any better? Try it now. Go on. I was getting mad. Yeah, um, yeah I think you basically summed it up perfectly. Speaking. Uh, it looked like Northampton were a top three team. Yeah, purely that, I think, on the day. 
I think they, they, they were probably having an off day. Um, you know, we took advantage of it and we got the points. Don't think they, like I say, it was a rip roaring game by any stretch of the imagination, but we got the job done. Yeah. Um, Aaron, what, what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, to be honest, I'm sure what they've said. It literally, they did not look like the second best team in the league. They looked awful. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when we come to play them, they were going through a bit of a sticky patch at the time, so it probably was the ideal time to play them. Um, yeah, six points off Northampton this season, and you think about where we are in the league table, and you just kind of just can't you can't put two and two together really. Uh, so moving on from the Northampton game. I think it buoyed a lot of us, well, all four, all four of us here, actually, to go and make the mad trip up to Carlisle, um, expecting better things. Carlisle had been, had been in a real poor run of form. They just sat the manager. Uh, Paul Simpson had just taken over at Carlisle. Um, obviously, will be uh, remembered by some Dale fans from the past uh, as being a manager here for a season, not with many to the uh, the fifth round of the FA Cup. Uh, he had a pretty dour, turgid season, and I think I think that's probably the lowest we ever, we ever finished in League Two, apart from what we might do this season. Uh, but he is considered a bit of a cult hero up, uh, up there. So, uh, but no, but we were still optimistic going up going up to Carlisle. Um, got up there, wasn't wasn't best pleased with the coach journey. It was an absolute farce. We literally ended up getting to the ground as the game was kicking off. Bit of a joke, but you know it was it is what it is. But the, you know what, the coach was a good laugh. To be fair, it was a good atmosphere. Um, on to the game. Didn't have any complaints with the team, really. Um, just thought we were going to kick on from where we'd left off. And you know what? For the most part of the game, I know Travis is probably going to disagree with me here. We, I feel like we bossed it. We bossed the actual game. We just couldn't convert anything. You know, don't, we're talking about Dunn. Dunn had some good chances, good runs. We were passing the ball around, um, spraying the ball around the midfield quite well, um, linking up quite well. And you, you just felt like it was a matter of time. You know, Dunn went through early on one-on-one and of all the places he puts it, he puts it right at the keeper. And you just feel like we're building up that momentum and building up that momentum. And they put one ball into the box and, you know, Jay Lynch is always prone to an error. And he just decided, you know what, I'm going to drop the ball at the player's feet. And he just smacked it into an open net. I mean, you know, you just what, what, you can't legislate things like that happening in, in a game. And it feels like we're the only team that ever does it. We only, we're the only team that ever gives away these absolute shockers. I mean, you put like a highlight reel together this season of that. You've got you've got that. You've got Coleman the other week against Barrow diving around like a fucking salmon in the box, and then you've got bloody Max Taylor kicking it into an open net. We give away some some shocking goals, but anyway, yeah. Moving on into the second half, you know, same pattern again. You know, we bossed it. I felt uh, they were play, playing on the break on us. Um, can't remember who it was. I think it was. I think it might have been done again. You know, another one on one straight at the keeper. Didn't even test him. Uh, just this insistence of too much passing around the ball and trying to almost score the perfect goal and pass it into the back of the net. Um, Connor Grant had a really good chance late on as well, whilst it was still one nil, and all he had to do was absolutely rifle it with his, put his foot through it, and it had gone in. And he tries to like tippy tap it past the keeper, and it went so slow and, and painful, and it just ah uh, yeah, and the keeper tipped it round. I mean, their keeper got man of the match, but I don't ever felt like he was really honestly worked into anything serious. Uh, yeah, in the last few minutes, obviously pushing on with the game. I think Dorset got spun on the halfway line, and their striker just pushed on through and cut round the keeper and slotted it into an open open net. And we were all back down to uh, slap back down to earth pretty quickly after that result. Um, you know, prime Stockdale ball, elite football as always. Um, then what were your thoughts on it? I think, like you said, we expected to go go there and almost carry on from our run from Northampton, but it just wasn't the case. Um, like I said, we had that shot early on and you thought, 
well, here we go. This is should be an easy win, but it was, it was one of them. That stupid area by Lynch, and then um, the 90th the minute, them on the counter attack, there was not much we could have done. But like, I agree with you. I thought we played, played half decent. We just absolutely couldn't do anything in front of all. It was painful. That Conor Grant shot. Like, what was that? Um, but yeah, it was. I, I want to say it was quite a yeah, and you know, when we travelled up in good numbers, to be fair, as well. Uh, so it made for quite a good atmosphere. And yeah, on a whole, like I say, I think we played quite well. We just, on the day, just didn't take our chances. Bit of a story of the season with us, but there you go. Um, Travis, what were your thoughts on it? Um, <clears throat> it weren't the best performance, but it weren't terrible. Well, it was game I've seen this season. Like you said, might have done had two golden chances. Probably won them two chances to anyone else other than might have done. But there you go. Um, yeah. Don't slander Matty, don't he? He runs around for 100 minutes. <laughs> yeah, less of that now, I yeah, can't say that to him. Um, nah, it was, it was alright, but when we looked back on that result at the time, we were like, oh, it's alright, we, we didn't play too badly, but when you, when you see the result that came after it, and the performance after it, you'll see that, that game really like summed, summed up this like, run with Bad room with Dion, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You look at it in isolation at the time. We probably all thought we might bounce back, but not to be. Um, Aaron, what were your thoughts on the game? Just thought it was dreadful, and the three, the three clear cut chances we had and could have scored, and they probably fell to the worst two people at the time with the decision oh, well, yeah. making. We I'd fully forgot. I'd, I'd fully forgot that you walked out before the end, and I joined you. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as they scored the second, that was it. I went down. Was not I don't happy. blame you. Typical Dale, isn't it? Always the way. Oh, yeah. Moving on from the Carlisle game, it was a trip to Sutton, which I'm going to just quickly brush, well, brush over. None of us actually went to the game. I don't think any of us, I think we were all probably feeling quite deflated after that game to not even even contemplate doing it. No, it was worth regardless, it. Wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's one influence. Uh, but regardless of those factors, I just didn't want to make that trip to watch shite, basically. Um, yeah, from what I can understand and what I watched the highlights and other poor performance, they scored credit to them, an absolute wonder of a free kick. Uh, and they are up there at the right end of League Two and you can see why. I mean, but yet again, it's a weird one. You know, all these teams that are up there and play well, when I've seen them at Dale, they've not looked particularly great. Obviously, we got the, we, we beat them at home. Um, it's a weird one. It's a weird league this season. I was actually having a conversation with some Swindon fans the other day whilst I was on there channel and I was asking them whether they think it's a poor league and they don't think it's a poor league at all in the terms of quality so just mad how it differs from fan base to fan base uh, but yeah carrying on with the game you know just a c- catalogue of errors really not a great performance um, basically got our arses handed to us um, yeah one of those games that you could kind of see that it was kind of a nothing match for us at that moment we kind of felt like oh well we're 2-0 down now oh, we're not going to get anything out of it they've got the third and yeah, just kind of like brushed it under the carpet. Kind of like one of them routine games for Sutton, and one of those games that you look at for us and just go, "Oh well, well, that's what it is. What it is. They're a good. They're a better team than us." You move on. Obviously, there was big questions after the game regarding Stockdale, and that's probably when it started to appear that fans were kind of starting to lose it with the excuses and starting to think, "Is this guy really the the guy to to, to move us forward?" Uh, but yeah, moving on from the Sutton game, it was a home perform a home game against Barrow. We'd got a good result up at Barrow earlier in the season, uh, playing a, a fairly decent game up at Barrow. Uh, Barrow came and 
I can't honestly remember much about this game because I genuinely don't think there is anything to remember really, apart from the first minute where Cam- Campbell should have absolutely rattled the back of the net. And I remember that they had a free header at the back post. I think it was in the first half or second half. I think it was the first half where Ollie Banks should have scored. Um, zonal marking, working wonders as always. Aaron Aaron loves zonal marking. Um yeah, there, was, there wasn't really much to say on it. It just looked like two poor teams, two poor teams at the wrong end of the table um, that couldn't really get anything going. Uh, Travis, anything else onto that? Favourite saying, I don't, I don't remember, don't remember anything. It was shocking. Yeah, quite yeah, most performances. Yeah, just nothing to, nothing to add. It was like you said, the first minute was all should have scored, but other than that, I don't really remember any chances we had or any any time we should have scored. Yeah, I mean, apparently their keeper got uh, got put down as man of the match, but again, it's similar to the Carlisle game. I don't really remember any any really serious clear cut chances apart from that one in the first minute. Um, so yeah, a bit of a weird one. Um, Aaron, what were your thoughts on it? Apart from that open chance from Campbell, there's not really much to add. It was just a very poor game with two poor teams. Yeah, hit the nail on the head. There isn't much more to say, but I'm going to just check and see if Ben's got anything else. Um, yeah, I agree with you. The only chance that I remember was that first chance in the first minute. But, um, looking at the stats, apparently we had 19 shots. I do not remember uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. I think you summed it up really perfectly. It was two rubbish teams, really. It was. It was one, two rubbish teams at the wrong end of the table. Kind of just trying to scrap for points. Us getting another point at home, you know. Standard, really, expected. Um, this this came so moving on from that game. This came into the period where Dale had back to back Tuesday fixtures for the um, for the next two weeks. Well, the next three weeks, I believe, actually. Uh, moving on, moving on from the Barrow game, we, it was a it was a home game against Salford. Um, tough game on paper. Salford were kind of rising up the table and looking decent, uh, looking decent on the far in the farm table um, with an outside the, with an outside chance of getting into the playoffs, and they still are with a, with an outside chance of the playoffs. Um, but yeah, moving on to the game again, it wasn't really a magical contest. Um, similar, just same lineups as always. Five at the back, you know, maybe a few characters changed here and there. Tavon running the line, uh, running the line on his own as a target man, a brilliant target man that he is. Um, but yeah, nothing, just nothing was really happening. Um, we the one moment we actually got something going, we put a bit of pressure on the back line. Lund of all people um, passed the ball straight. Passed the ball straight to ball, um, yeah, and took it and took it on and put and slotted it past the keeper and we won nil up without really having to really break a sweat, really not do anything. It was a pretty drab affair up to that point, and I think it carried on in that vein again. Sorry, this is going to sound so boring, but all of our matches have kind of followed the same pattern the past few weeks. Um, I'm sure if you're a Rochdale fan, you'll understand that. You've all been there, you've all been there and seen it. Um, yeah, it carried on in that fashion. Um, pretty job affair second half just kept going on in the same way and all of course you know they get a set piece on the edge of the box Ben actually called it yeah. shouldn't, have, shouldn't have done it absolute weasel wasn't, <laughs> wasn't best wasn't best pleased for him he, he did say that Lund was going to score and what did he go and do uh, 20 seconds later slams it into the back at net with his head I mean what do you all reckon on his celebration just quickly do you reckon he was mocking us Oh, was he just enjoying oh. the goal? He was just celebrating, man. He was celebrating. If he's going with a goal, you're going to celebrate. People booing him. It's a joke, man. He was celebrating yeah. a goal. 
They weren't doing anything. It was fucking stupid. I, I think I heard someone, because people were calling him a money grabber and stuff, but like, we'd all do the same, I reckon. If you know, you're going to get yeah. offered more money to do the same thing, you're going to go and do it. Um, it's just common, common nature. Um, yeah, so they got the equaliser. Like I say, I don't think either team were, were wonderful uh, at this point, and I don't think Salford even after that were wonderful. I did like the look at that Asante, and I said that in the, I said that at the um, the game at Salford as well. If he had a bit of end product, he's a bit like Odo, uh, got blistering pace and skill, but can't finish. But he did look a decent player. Um, we managed to cut them open quite late on uh, with a wonderful bit of play. I can't remember who squared the ball across the box two ball again. Uh, probably contender for well, it is not probably contender. It probably is miss of the season for Rochdale. Uh, ball from all the five, four, five, six yards out, missed an open net, kind of just summing up our season. Um, you know, if we score that, we're coming away probably saying it's a, it's a fairly decent game that, and we've got three points on the board, and you're feeling a bit more optimistic. But yet again, we come out we come out with a draw, um, painful. But yeah, Travis, what did you reckon? Um. I think other than when we scored, I think there was like a ten minute period after that where we played all right, but other than the rest of it, it was the same old, same old again. Um yeah. Lund scored a classic Mike Lund goal. Like we've seen him score that goal so many times. From a set set piece again, weren't it? And then yeah. that miss on James Ball, I actually didn't realise how bad it was at the time. It was only when I saw the highlights how, how close it was. I thought it was a bit further out. But um I think it was it was a weird one because at that time he probably the one player that he wanted that chance to fall to because he probably he scored that game he scored a couple of games earlier against Port Vale so he's probably the one player you thought in that season that you want that chance to fall to and he just he just skies it so he's not scoring it because if let's say that chance I'm not going to say pick out names but I think if it fell to another player would if we missed it before that hole to one of them but. Because he was in like such all right form, he, he should have scored. It. Anyone should have scored it. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. He he was yeah yeah. Probably the I mean, at the that. time, at the time, he's Mr. Consistent. So you probably you, you. It's just human nature. You don't go so harsh on people that are performing and showing the goods most weeks compared to some of our team that just show nothing most weeks. But I know I, I see I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Um. Then what were your thoughts on the game? Um. I don't even remember. <laughs> looking back on it, well, looking back after the end of the game, I would have said a point was, I would have taken a point. Taken a point. Um, you could always see you a little goal coming, that's what I probably said about every time I was going to score, which you eventually did. Um, <laughs> touching on the celebration, like Travis said, I don't think there's anything against it, like you mentioned, if, uh, if you get paid money to do the same job down the road, you're going to do it, aren't you? So, yeah, exactly. At the end of the, the end of the day, um, balls misses one of them. You still like, yeah, it'll happen to someone every in the career at some time. So three points would be massive. I would I would say I'll take it at the end of the day. So. Yeah, I suppose like you say, it's a bit of a dead rubber. At the time, it's looking like a bit of a dead rubber game. It's just about kind of like crawling over the line, fail, um, and just getting this season done with. Now, I suppose. Um, do you think on the game? Um, it was a game we could have easily could have won, easily could have lost because they had a they had a good chance as well, but they missed pretty much similar to ball. Don't oh yeah, they did. Like, didn't they? Yeah, you you you, you re rejogged my mind there. Yeah, and in terms of them getting their goal, 
even now to this point, I still think that wasn't a free kick. It was no, so yeah. very soft. That's level. That, that, well, that's a level of officiating at, at this. Uh, well, that's the standard of officiating at this level, isn't it? You know, decisions given for nothing, blatant red cards not given, things just completely being missed. I'm not surprised to be honest. It's hard to find a referee at this level that's consistent. Um, but yeah, just touching on like, it seems like all of our games are very drab, and I'm sure if we're all Dale fans, we're fully aware that they are quite drab at the minute, and there's not much going on. But I, I I've said it to all you lot. Um, I think we put it on the Twitter account as well. I genuinely get more enjoyment out of spending time and seeing us as like friends together and having a chat than kind of paying attention to actually what actually what's going on in the game half the time. You actually kind of have a better better enjoyment of the match at the moment if you do that. I'm sure you'd agree. I'm sure you'd all agree with me on that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like you said, you, find, you, you sort of find yourself talking to your friends more than actually watching the game the last few um, the last few games. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird weird experience I want to say because I think in all my years supporting Rochdale, I've never kind of had that. I've yeah. always had a crack and had a laugh with people whilst I've been whilst I've been there and watched the game, but I've always kind of been quite solely intent on watching it. But just these past month or two, I've just kind of grown sick of it because I just I think it's just got to the point where I, I know what's coming every week you can just kind of feel it and whether even if it does or doesn't happen it's such a it's such a hard thing I mean I'll touch on that well I'll carry on with this a little bit later because it's kind of relevant to our last game of, um, um, last night um, but yeah so moving on from the Salford game wait sorry did I get your opinion did I get Ron's opinion there on that one <laughs> yeah Brilliant. Yeah. So moving on uh, from the Salford game, as I say, point on the board, you take it, we move on. Keeps us going. Uh, the unbeaten run of two games come on. Um, we had an away trip to Leighton Orient. I don't believe anybody here went, did they? No. No, no, no. I, I think I think the motivation to do a trip like away trips that, that far now is completely gone, considering what we have to play for this season. Um, me, personally, I wasn't optimistic. I knew Richie Wellens had just been uh, put in charge as manager. Um and it was his first home game, so you kind of just had a feeling that something was going to, you know, not go our way. But we started the game in great form by the looks of it. I've, see, I've seen the goal back. Really nice passing move um, from a corner, from a set piece, and he knew we waxed it in and we were 1-0 up. And from all accounts and what, what I can understand, I didn't actually see the game myself. We played we played really well for the first half and just got absolutely sucker punched by a worldy by a worldy strike um, just before half time and then came out in second half and they just we were a completely different team from what I can understand a pitiful performance players pulling out of challenges just weak minded um, yeah and they scored another two apparently from what I'm understanding it could have been three or four or five could have been any number that Leighton Orient wanted it to be um, so yeah kind of a down in the tools at that point. And I think that's where the fan base really seriously started to turn on Stockdale. Uh, me included, I'm not going to deny it. Um, kind of really hard to see a plan and where we're developing. You know, he's been backed with the biggest budget and we look like we were regressing um, on the pitch from what we can see. Uh, but yeah, Travis, have you got anything to add on the game from what you saw from the highlights? Um, I didn't watch the highlights, but just going on what people said on Twitter about people. Except the second half, capitulation, players ducking out of challenges, um, all this stuff. Like it was just, it just seeing what people were saying made made me 
made me make my decision on on the game. Um, I didn't need to watch highlights really. Why why would I put myself in two minutes of it when what was the point? But yeah, it was just another shocking shocking result. Yeah, exactly. I must admit, I find it fucking really hard to watch the highlights of any game that we play in if we lose. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it half the time. It's a, it's a struggle. Um, Aaron, what were your thoughts? Uh, to be honest, with this game, I was completely indifferent. I was still uh, kind of pissed and hungover from the night before, uh, with it being graduation. Well, so, big, up, big up Aaron's graduation. <laughs> two years in the making. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just I had no thoughts on it, and like you guys, I couldn't even bring myself to watch the highlights when I was finally awake and and you know not feeling shit. Fair play, fair play. You don't want to ruin you don't want to ruin your, the day after even more by watching something depressing. Exactly. Uh, ben, anything to add on? Um, not really. Um, like you said, apart from all accounts, we were absolutely marvelous, but. It was a bit of a jack and ride, wasn't it? We were class first half and absolutely diabolical the second. And it was by all accounts, like you said, it could have been a lot more than three, but all accounts first half, we should have been three up, but it's the way the ball's at the end of the day. It's a game of two halves, and if you don't play decent in both, you're not gonna win games. Absolutely true, absolutely true, you know. And the type of goal we scored, it's not those ones that you're going to get be able to score in every game. You've got to be able to battle a bit. And I, and I don't think we're currently capable of doing that, you know, being really gritty oh. in our performance. Um, but yeah, so moving on from the Orient game, it was a, a quick turnaround to the home game against Mansfield. Uh, I, I did watch the game, uh, but I wasn't able to attend. Uh, I was on a night shift at work, but I managed to catch it on the iFollow. So I had, I had a bit of a different perspective to probably what you chaps saw. Um, yeah, from what I could see of it, you know, there was a lot of heart and endeavour, and you know, and we tried, but I don't think you can. Re- I don't think you can replace trying with being good. Just because someone runs around for ninety minutes and puffs and puffs, and you know, they're putting effort in, doesn't mean it's a good performance. I thought we were completely void of ideas, um, quite poor, apart from maybe a, a chance early on in the first half where it cleared off the line. Apart from that. I couldn't say we did a great deal. Obviously, Ball got a, a well, what, what has now been to see a pretty much a, um, a season-ended injury, and the same for Tavon as well. Apparently, he's broken his foot, uh, which isn't great. Uh, but it's given it has been forced the hands of um, the managers to play to, to, to give Luke Charman a chance. Um, but touching back onto the game, yeah, you know we huffed and puffed, a lot of fight, a lot of endeavour, but no real end product and no real quality. Mansfield didn't look much better, if I'm really honest. Yet again, another team that I've seen at Rochdale and look at and go, you're absolutely How are you so high up in the league table compared to us? Um, but late on, they got the break. Ball across the box and Jordan Bowery uh, slots it away nicely uh, to compile our woes. And I was seriously, seriously stopped there out after that, after just what I'd watched. It was just just absolutely baffling, you know. Tavon goes off with an injury, which is obviously okay, fair enough. If he's injured, he's got to go off. Uh, but to then sub off Tavon, striker on the bench, and not even and not even use him and bring on Alex Newby, who played an absolutely disgraceful performance at, um, at Orient on the weekend. I just think it's ridiculous. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, yes, in the end, and we, we, we will touch on the subject with Charman a little bit later. 
and what went on in this match. Uh, but to bring him on five minutes from the end, you can't blame the guy, you know, if he's not showing anything in five minutes. He's not even getting a feel for the game. And he's not had a feel for a football match at Rochdale since he got here, really. You know, he gets hooked after 45 minutes at Scunthorpe after he's been started. Um, I don't think he'd done anything wrong. I don't think he'd been any worse than anybody else on that day. And he's been given little drips and drabs of uh, games here and there to try and show something. But, you know, anything going in 10 minutes, unless you're lucky, unless you're just in the right place at the right time. You know, the chairman, he's, he's roaring on court. He, he needs games of football. Um, but yeah, it wasn't meant to be another another <clears throat> misery of a performance. The only thing that was keeping us happy is the fact that Oldham kept losing and it kept the gap at nine. It was keeping the gap at nine points. Um, that was the only saving grace for us because, I mean, and I'd still say we are because the results haven't changed anything. We still are in a relegation battle. I'd say personally, um, there is still that possibility. Um, but yeah, Travis, what were your thoughts on the game? Ooh. Well, you said we had a chance where it got cleared off the line in the first half. I don't, I don't even remember that. I do not remember well, that. I don't know. I mean, yet, yet again, touching on it, I think that's the the, the, the I follow commentary team kind of milking it. it I don't, I'd, I'd probably say it wasn't on the line, but they made out like it was on the line. Put and paste this game for the Barrow and the Salford game, and even probably the Port Vale game. If you like, didn't tell me who it was against and didn't show me that the colours. You, I probably couldn't tell you which game was which. They're probably all the exact same. And yeah, they all kind of just mash into one, don't they? Yeah, and I've got no, I don't know, I don't remember anything. I don't remember. That, I've probably said that so many times this season during these podcasts. I don't remember. But what is there to remember from that game? Other it, than... It's mad, isn't it? It's so mad, isn't it? You know, I think we started the season with such endeavor, such um, optimism and hope, and then it was being backed up for so long. To you can like, I can genuinely hear it in all of your voices, like just the complete, the complete not depression of it, but the just complete sigh of it all. That just yeah. you know boring. what what, what has happened to what has happened to this season. When you're at home playing the games, um, I don't care who it's against, like Mansfield, Salford, Barrow, whatever. I don't care where Mansfield and we. If you're at home, you should be going for it instead of. Football that we've played since Christmas, and that's the frustration for all. Yeah, that's I've got nothing to add. It's the same. It, it was the exact same as what all the other games. Yeah. Prior to it, I think, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron, anything to add on the game? Um, no. I, I mean, I think you, I think you shared a bit of a different opinion to everybody else, didn't you? I can't remember what I said at that point. In the no, same I remember when you were, you were in the car room with Dan and. Um, oh. Travis, weren't you? And you were—I mean, not to mock it. I think you just had a bit of a different take on it. I think, yeah, me and Ben agreed a little bit that a couple of a couple of players had a good, you know, had a, a bit of a decent game and had everyone else sort of stepped up at the same time. We would have maybe have done something with it, but you can't just rely on one or two players to sort of control the game for you. It doesn't work like that. There's 11, 11 men on each team, and two players aren't really going to make a difference. No, you can't, yeah, like you say, you know, you can't have passengers. You've got to have at least seven or eight, I reckon, on a match day, you know, pulling in the same direction to stand a chance of a result. Um, yeah, and like I say, I felt like from what you could see on the eye follow, you know, they tried, they tried, but there was no clear game plan and they just looked absolutely shot of confidence or ideas of what to do when they got on the edge of the box. Uh, but yeah, Ben, anything to add on it? Um, I thought he played well. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was me that you had, we were like talking about. After that. I thought I thought the players playing all right. It was just Stockdale's setup that completely fucked it over for us. Um, touching on the sub that you said we you took we took talent off the new because of the injury. Um, it was almost like we were playing with no one up front at that point. Um, yeah. We were playing, we brought Talon off, who was up front, and we brought Newby on, and then proceeded to play Newby out wide with Grant in sort of like a number 10 role. And it was almost like we were playing with no attackers. Um, it felt like we were going out wide and there was just nobody there. Um, but no, like I said, I thought the players put in a shift, but the tactics were absolutely diabolical in the subs. I thought it was, that was definitely in Stockdale's hands that game, I thought, with better reactions to the game or better setup, which we've been asking for all season. That was the game there for the taking, but it, the tactics were absolutely diabolical. I don't I don't have a clue what he was doing that game but then again I don't have a clue what he's doing most games. But yeah. There you go. Just just vibes. Just vibes and pies. Yeah. yeah. Um well yeah I'm quite glad I, I missed that one. Um I'm so glad I didn't have to make the trip up there to watch that. Uh, but there you go. Uh, so moving on from the Mansfield game, it was a trip to Crawley Town on the weekend. You know, I remember in years gone by that we we used to go, we we'd gone up there and we battered them four one, and we took we we beat them four one in both both fixtures at that season when they were in League One with us. So it was a bit of a fall from grace this year when we, when you know they took six points off us. Um, yeah, um, I believe Travis, you were at work, so you missed this one. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, did you watch on the iFollow? No, I was uh, asleep, ready for getting ready for work that night. I play uh, Ben. Um, I think so. I'm watching it. I don't remember. Yeah, just on the weekend, just gone. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, I thought, well, sod it. There's nothing better to do on a Saturday afternoon. I thought I'll go on, I'll pay for it and watch it. I, I uh, instantly regretted that decision. Um, pretty, pretty swiftly. Uh, <laughs> It was almost it was it was a it was a step back from the Mansfield game, you know, similar things, you know, trying running around a bit, making some you know huffing and puffing, making a bit of effort, but complete lack of decision making, choices or getting the right ball in or really having any bite, and it just very much felt like a game that was just like a dead rubber. Um, early on, we make a mistake, Dorset on the left hand side. Um, can't use his feet, as we all know. Obviously, a good defender, and he's come on leaps and bounds in that sense, but can't use his feet. Kind of like just ended up kicking the ball off the Crawley player. And instead of making a trap back and running, he kind of just sat there with his head in his hands for a minute and then went, oh, shit, yeah, maybe I should run back. Um, yeah, that happened. Ball into the box. Lynch made an initial really good save, and then I think he came straight back out to their player who was already on the floor uh, and just tapped it in into, an, into like a half-unguarded net. As I say, it, there's not really much to touch on. You know, we huffed and puffed and we had a go with, without without any real lack of quality. You know, we tried. And until late on, you know, he rang the changes. Cashman came on and made a few, made an appearance. Um, I think Charman had one push around the post late on. But on the reflection of it, I don't think we worked the keeper enough. We didn't really create any, any, anything clear-cut. Um, yeah, wasn't a great performance. Another game that probably won't live long in the memory of my mind I'm not really going to touch on Travis and Aaron because obviously I don't really I, I don't even know I don't think you've have you seen the highlights the point I did, I've not seen the highlights but I said but go on. the game if it's anywhere near as bad as the um, the Crawley home game back early back, back October then it's it's, it's going to be really really bad and going off what people are saying it was worse so I'm 
pretty, I think we dodged the bullet going and watching on iFollow. My God, was, was that worse than that? Because I, I didn't see that crawl game at the start of the season. That crawl game at the start of the season was awful. Wow. If that was, if that, if that's worse though, my God. Oh my God, I've, I've been dealt the uh, the shit end of the, the straw. I'll add yeah. something as well, though, Tom. Go on. Uh, I did something on Twitter about people saying how Nubi was the best, our best player, and that we did it did Crawley a favour uh, taking him off. Never, never, never in the memory of man. You know, he, he ran around and he probably had a lot. Like I said, he showed a lot of a lot of energy, but you know, there was balls played into the box that he could have got on the end of. He made this half-hearted run to make it look like he was going to get there, and then he pulled out. He's weak. He's pony. He's absolute pony. He, he he doesn't he doesn't commit. You know, he's a one-trick pony. He can do a few step overs, and everyone raves about him. Yeah, he can strike a ball, but apart from that, he's a luxury player. I think you've got to have like 10, 10 you know, seven, eight other individuals around him that are really, really going to graft to, you know, to be able to have him in your team. Um, and he, you know, he, and sometimes it comes off for him, but I honestly can't see his future being at Rochdale after this season. His he contract's was, up in the summer. He was good until he died his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a, what, a, what, a, what a silly, what a silly choice from newbie dying his hair, bloody hell. Um, ben, what did you think? Um, only Rochdale let a team score from a player sat on the floor. That's about it, really. Yeah, that's pretty much what you have to say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> shocker. Absolute shocker. Um, as I say, this, this episode sounds so that's so downbeat, but it probably because it's probably because it is really on a whole. There isn't a lot to be optimistic about at the moment. Um, and it's causing some fiery debates, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, moving on to last night. I think a game that we all felt, do we have to go to really? Do we have to do this? Um, before the game, the pre-match presser came out from Stockdale and it was weird. There was only like, it was like a five-line interview with no video attached to it. Uh, and I was convinced that if he didn't win this game, he'd be out of a job. Uh, the attendance before, five minutes before kickoff, I mean, even he did fill up before then and, but even so, it was absolutely woeful. Just over 1,600 Dale fans. And I'm not even sure if that's accurate because I'm not sure if they count season ticket holders regardless of whether they come or not. Um, yeah, really, really, really um, poor, poor turnout uh, from the fan base. You know, Carlisle brought nearly 500, so it says it all, really. Um, yeah, we went on to the game. You know, he switched it up, made, rung the changes. Um, and we started off really well. Um, went into uh, attacked the game in the right manner. Went for it. Um, you know, was playing some good football for the first 10, 15 minutes. You know, I've seen a few Carlisle fans say it wasn't a penalty early on, but it definitely was. Um, dealing with, dealing with some good work and got into the box and got his legs clipped. Won as a penalty. Uh, Liam Kelly stepped up and dispatched it nicely. I mean, at first I was a bit worried. I thought the keeper was looking like he was going to save it. Um, yeah, we played well. For about 10, 15 minutes after it, they had a spell. They had a spell after it with a chance on the left-hand side, which they should have absolutely buried. I don't know how the guy didn't get it on target. Uh, but apart from that, you know, again, a pretty lackluster first half. After that, not really much happened uh, with any any serious note. Uh, half time came around. Second half came out. You know, they pushed on, tried to uh, looking for an equaliser. Huffed and puffed, and they had a few little half chances here and there. And as obviously they've committed men forward, we caught them on the break. Um, Corey O'Keefe down the right-hand side 
with a nice ball into Conor Grant, who absolutely smacked it in off the underside of the crossbar. Though, you know, Travis, what were you saying about the game, about a goal before, weren't you? I don't think what you were talking about. You were saying that you didn't you didn't know someone had done something. Ball, ball earlier on. Um, yeah, ball, yeah, ball yeah, about ball chance. Well, I was completely baffled because <laughs> that chance was... I thought that ball had been played into Luke Charman and Luke Charman had hit it and it had gone off the crossbar and Conor Grant had tapped it in on the line. I only worked that out this morning when I watched the highlights back to see that Conor Grant had just absolutely rifled it and it had bounced back in off the, um, off the crossbar. Uh, yeah, so got that goal, settled it down, and we won the game 2 0. It sounds so downbeat, and I'm not trying to be because obviously I'm really happy that we won, but there wasn't much change from what we normally are. I think we just caught, it feels like we just kind of caught Carlisle on their off day. And from watching their pre, their after match presser, it seems like their manager would kind of force the same 11 again from the from the weekend and it sounds like they've played quite a few games in the past few weeks and it kind of caught up with them so I'm trying not to get too um, and obviously I'm not going to get carried away it's one result you know I've firmly been in the firmly been in the camp of Stockdale out so I can't just turn around after one one half decent performance and be all, all optimistic and uh, Stockdale in all of a sudden but yeah happy to get the three points it doesn't really change much in terms of what's going on at the bottom because Lo and behold, the one time we win, Oldham get a result as well. So there you go. Um, ben, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, it was sort of deja vu from um, the reverse fixture at their place. Um, we score early on their place. They scored sort of early on. And then we, we made it to on the counter-attack like they did. Um, it wasn't pretty, but it did the job at the end of the day. Like you said, I don't think it was much seen from, from the pictures, really. But like you said, it's three points is three points. Um, but just touching on something that um, the Rochdale podcast boys mentioned before that Carlisle game, um, Dale fans have nearly travelled 2,000 miles and seen us gain a total of zero points that month. So that's how... Um, depressing it was at the time but it was a big three points at the end of the day like I said it wasn't wasn't the best performance but three points is three points so we'll take it it keeps us ticking over at the moment like yeah. I say I think I think the jury's out for most um, and kind of we'll touch on it a bit deeper in it as well uh, later on but um, the thing is with me it, it doesn't mean much because if, if Swindon rock up on Saturday and beat us you just back to square one again it, yeah. it it's there's got to be clear progression and I think there's got to be clear progress but let's wait and see um, Aaron what were your thoughts uh, to be honest I thought we were a lot better than we have been yeah I wouldn't deny it I'd say we're better I still wouldn't I'd still say yeah. it's a million miles away from being good yeah we're not, not we're not the best team but we you know we stepped up and we actually put pressure on them and I think that's what sort of helps a little bit and then Dooley just sort of had a bit of a masterclass in midfield in the first half as well, which helped. Yeah, yeah. Shame. Sad thing is, Dooley can't do that against decent teams. No. That's the problem. Um, yeah, he, he has Dooley has one good game every ten, so he's a complete he's a complete liability of a player. Um, and you know, I want him to work. I wanted I want him to work, but. You know, I was looking at his stats the other day, and I think it's something ridiculous. Like he's played like at the time he played over two two thousand and ninety minutes this season. He's got like four assists, five assists, if that. 
and he's not even scored a goal. So it's it's, it's just if you want to be a, a challenging team in this division or you want to be at the right end of this league, a player like that ain't touching the pitch. Um, simple as really, regardless of whether we want to, you know, put him on a pedestal and you know, reminiscing the good old days. He was never really part of the good old days. Um, but there you go. Uh, Travis? I'll be with Aaron. I thought it was a much, much better performance. Um, we actually, like I said before the game, I didn't think you were saying, you were saying that Stockdale looked like if you, if we lost it, the Stockdale would have been out. And I disagreed with you, but that performance looked like someone that his job depended on it. Yeah, like the players actually fought for him yesterday, I think. I think they put in 100 effort and he came off. Um, I think Dooley, not even joking, probably the best game I've ever seen him have for us in his... <laughs> I'm not even joking. I... What, even better, even better than that Middlesbrough cameo? <laughs> probably on power, that one, you know. Probably it, was like, it was like Brian Pele that day when he came on. <laughs> we all thought we were going to save us. But nah, um, it was a good... Good. I was happy with yesterday. Um, very good second goal um, from Conor Grant. And then it was as ironic what we were talking about in the first half, me and Aaron. Um, yeah, but you, weren't, you didn't mention his uh, Nish Chapter uh, Carlisle or at the start. Uh, half, did oh, you? But it's got, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bit of a sticky quick, one quick still. To, <laughs> quick to uh, forget that bit, weren't you? Fucking hell, look at him piping up. Um, nah, what great goal. I've, I've backed Conor Grant. I think he's one of our... I think in, in the summer rebuild we're going to do, I think he should stay. I said that before the game yesterday. Um, I think he should stay. But like you say, we need this result. If we don't... Say the next three, two, three games, we don't get any results and we're back to square one. We need this game yesterday to be like the Northampton game. Not really resurging. It's probably too late for that. But we need we need them to give us something to be excited about. And if we go into these next seven games, I, think, I don't think we'll get relegated. I think, I think yesterday probably cuts us just about safe. And we go to these seven games. We've got, we've got two home games coming up. We get three, four points from them. Get a, get a decent game and get a result against Steven in a few weeks. I think we can't... It needs to be consistent. We can't win one and then lose the next three. It, it, this, yesterday needs to be like some sort of like bounce. And we need to carry on to the end of the season to give us something to be positive about. Yeah, absolutely. I think I kind of just touched on what you were saying. Um, I put something out on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, saying that I don't think I've seen a Dale team be consistent, like properly consistent for about five years now. Uh, I've not seen I've not seen us be that club that puts five results together, you know, like three, four wins and a draw. It always seems to be that we've, we've been able to get a result or maybe win one here or two here and then it's five defeats uh, and then it's two draws and a win and then it's five and then it's another three, four defeats. Our form has just been so scattered in the past in the past five years I want us just to go on a good run of form you know six, seven games unbeaten and go for it not, not to say that they all have to be wins or anything like that um, but I think that's how you get I think that's how you draw the fan base back I think that's how you build attendances up you play good exciting to watch football and you go for it and you you know you you know I think that, and then I think you reap the rewards you reap the rewards off the field in the sense of fans coming to watch you so more revenue for the club you reap the rewards in the sense of on the pitch and on the, in in the table you know you're picking up the right results and you're looking you're looking up instead of looking down 
we've got to be like proactive. And it's like, like, like you say, like, like we were both saying when we were walking home last night. Yeah, it was nice to win last night. Don't get me wrong. Not do not think for one second that I'm at, that I'm upset that Rochdale won. I'm absolutely not. I want them to win every time they go and play. But it's how it's backed up now. If we if we go and play Swindon on the weekend and we lose, and then go and play Walsall next Saturday and lose, we're just back at like you say we're back at square one again, and no one's happy, and we're not getting. Then it's then then the fan base kicks off again, and it's all toxic and it's all arguing. I don't want that. I want us to be moving in the right direction. Um, so yeah, so moving on from the games, we did have a few t- other topics that we wanted to talk about, so we'll just get into them. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure you boys are all aware now of the situation that happened with Charman and Jimmy Shan at the Mansfield game. Uh, you know, late on into the game, uh, well, no, when Tavon had actually got injured, uh, I think Charman was under the impression that he was going to come on, uh, and then he was into. Uh, I think Jan Shan put an instruction down the down the channel to uh, to, Ch- to Charman uh, and just said. I think, like I said, I think he thought he was coming on at, at this moment in time in the game and something had been said between them and then Shan turned around and said, oh, don't fucking start you, um, which didn't look great. I think apparently all the main all the, all the main standard heard it as well, so there was a bit of foo-ha about that. Uh, but Travis, what did you think on that? Do you know, think that's not a great example to be showing in front of the fans? No, definitely not, man, definitely not. Um, I, I don't know, it's just not right. Like he's a new signing. If if your striker's getting injured, you're probably gonna think you're gonna come on. So that reaction was, it was very, it wasn't great. But I think a point that you're gonna say about Stockdale and Shan, obviously it's, we don't know what goes on in the dressing room. But one concern I've got is the amount of players that seem to have been frozen out during the course of the season. Like for example, Cashman, owners come back in yes yes last night. He's been out since probably well before Christmas. Um, no one's seen him or heard him. He put um, a bit of a weird Instagram post on the weekend that, that you put on. That, you, yeah, that, that, was, that was. It was a bit. It weren't like any direct, but it was a bit like, "What do you mean by that? What, like, what does he mean?" And then like another one, Odo. He's since owed him away. He came on yesterday, but that was the first time we've seen him since. I don't know if he's been injured or what. There's been no mention of his injury. Um, him being injured, um, Sam Graham. I know we all slated him, but he was—he's another one. He's not been seen, but on the bench or anything. Um, Ad White, where where's he gone? Is he injured? Like, you do, this... you do know where Sam Graham is, don't you? I know where he is now, but I'm saying before yeah. that. I know, I know he's on loan now, but I'm saying before before he went on loan. Yeah, yeah. And then Coleman's another one. Like, yeah. I'm not saying these are players at all. We need to start them, but. I've just been frozen out because we're not good enough because our attitude is bad. And if if it's the case, then surely we should know about it. It shouldn't be a case of us not knowing where we are. It's kind of like times when Keith just dropped, dropped, like when he dropped Josh for example. Yeah, like it just happened for no reason. So I don't know. It's I don't know. I might be reading too much into it, but it's a bit it's a bit concerning that there's been so many players just disappearing out of nowhere. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's got panic stations. I think he's kind of opted to try and put more experience on the field than go than be than be experimental. Like, like some of the players you talk about, I personally don't think he. he I don't. I don't think he rates Coleman anymore. I, I think Coleman's as, as good as as good as gone. I think you know maybe Lynch will stay on as an understudy next season, but I think he'll be looking to recruit another keeper for sure. 
Um, Udo, you know, young, unexperienced player, really, apart from this season. You know, you've got to remember that. He's signed on another deal, so he's going to be here for another season at least anyway. So, um, some of the others you were touching on, uh, Cashman, like I say, I think we touched on it in a previous episode. He's been having a lot of family troubles from what I can gather off what's been put on Twitter. Um, but, you know, he didn't. He, he, he looked a breath of fresh air yesterday, um, something different to Newby, um, and he had a good game. Uh, but, yeah, um, what was your opinions on all that situation, Aaron, with uh, Jimmy Cameron Charman? It does make for an interesting read as to why, you know, certain players have just dropped, you know, like um, with Coleman and Downing last night as well, when we questioned where they were, not on the bench, not even starting. Well, I will, I will just interrupt on the on the Downing situation. Uh, I've listened to his presser after the game. It's because he's he doesn't feel like he's ready to be able to play uh, Saturday, Tuesday after, after his injury. Ah. Uh, but yeah, touching on like the Coleman situation, it's weird. It's weird how we don't know anything about Coleman, but Brad Wade's now being the understudy all of a sudden. Yeah, it it just makes for an interesting read when when you see players sort of in and out, and and then obviously you hear this now starting to kick off it makes you wonder if if Shan's sort of calling the shots behind the scene more than anything yeah yeah and you don't want to have that bullying influence in a football club because I don't think that's I don't think that works in this day and age anymore I don't think that gets players on board personally um, but yeah Ben you've got anything to add on it as well um, not really I think you boys have summed it up perfectly it's not really something you want at a football club is it so we'll just have to see how it goes and hopefully find more about the more about these players that seem to just disappear all of a sudden yeah exactly yeah so just touching on to it in a bit in a bit more detail well it's just been a bit baffling the past few weeks as you say we've touched on it you know the squad selections each week doesn't seem to be able to play a settled 11 uh, we're not really sure you know who's going to play on a match day I mean obviously he's got his favourites that are always in there Broadbent. Uh, what was that? Broadbent. Broadbent, yeah. Wonder kid, you know. Love best player you've ever seen. Uh, but weirdly enough, he didn't play he didn't play yesterday, so there you go. Um, he, came mind, but he, still, he still came on as a sub. He still came on as a sub. Um, but yeah, it's just weird, you know. As I say, Stockdale's been back with probably the biggest transfer budget I've ever seen. Uh, a Dale manager be, be able to spend in a January transfer window. And we've gone and signed this rave kid, this rave review striker from Darlington. Uh, for him to sit on a bench and not get appearances and for him to turn around and say that he's not fit. I don't believe for a second that he's not fit. How has he, how has he come out of the past two games, you know, 95, 90 minutes on the clock? You can't turn around and tell me he's not much fit. He must be now. I'm just, he's still a work in progress and I still don't think he's probably ready. Um, he, he's probably not going to be fully ready for this season. Uh, but there you go and I suppose what I was just trying to the point I'm trying to get to from all this and you know these weird baffling decision making decision makings um, is do you reckon the, the cracks are starting to show uh, to Stockdale and Chan do you reckon you know the pressure's starting to really get to them uh, Ben what do you reckon uh, um, I'm still Stockdale and I know it's controversial but like we mentioned on the um, previous podcast me and Dan were talking about how many plans he's like gone through to try and get a working team and I feel that that's what he's trying what, what what they're trying to do is trying to find this consistent like group of players I know we seem to be struggling but it, it's just one of them I feel I feel get rid of them now it's like you're back to square zero with a, and the manager with another set of players that he's not bought I feel but 
if you want a manager to build around a team, you'd want the manager that has bought the players in. But like you said, it's Charming, he's, he's done this wonder kick from Darlington, he doesn't even play him. So it's one of them. All we asked for, I reckon, from his last few games is a bit of like something that we can look forward to next year. That's all we're really asking for is a bit of promise. And at the moment, there isn't any. Like you said, if we go on to these next few games and lose them again, you're back to square one and everyone's, everyone's calling for his head. So it's one of them. We just want something to look forward to or at least get, get show some signs of what we could possibly do next year. Next year. So it's one of them for me. I think it, we'll see how these last few games go and then we'll go there. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think he's got caught in two minds with the squad selections. I think he's got one eye on, well, you know, we're not absolutely there yet. Um, we're being safe, so let's put a squad, let's put a team out that's going to reflect me getting, you know, just getting us over the line. And then I think he's got one eye on thinking, well, you know, I've got to be looking towards next season and, you know, what I'm going to have at my disposal. Obviously, you know, a lot, you know, Cashman isn't going to be here next season. I don't think O'Connell's going to be here. I mean, to be fair, I'm not going to do the list. There's a lot of players in that 11 that played last night that I don't think will be here next season. Um, so it's a tough one. You know, you've got that battle of the situation where, like, it's like Travis says, and I'm sure he'll tell you himself in a minute, there's probably about four or five players that you feel any form of real affinity to at the minute at this club. The rest, you're just kind of not fussed about. And, you you know, wherever they go, they go. Um, so it's a tough one. And I think probably a few of the players themselves know that. Uh, so it's a bit of a weird situation. You know, you're trying to go going through the motions of getting the season finished now um, and just making sure we're safe. But then obviously for the players as well, it must be tough to find motivation. When you know in the back of mind, you're thinking, I'm probably not going to be here next year. Um, but yeah, Aaron, what do you reckon? I reckon I reckon they're probably both stressed and they're worried about trying to obviously get themselves over the line. It'll be a big first job for them both. Um, obviously, Stockdale have been in situations like this before with Sunderland and all the other jobs he's been at. But he's never been the one calling the shots. It's always been like Big Sam or David Moyes doing that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's his time in the hot seat and he's uh, he's got to see how he deals with it. I mean, I think 50-50, I think I probably don't think he realised how much of a, a job he had on his hands coming into Rochdale. I mean, I think he kind of had an idea of what was going on, but I don't think he ever believed it'd be as tough as it is, you know, and it's, it's, it is it is tough. I mean, I put a tweet out the other week saying that, you know, out of the four teams that got relegated, with, well, the other three teams that got relegated with us last season, you know, we are the ones performing the absolute worst. The the the, the, the other the other three of them, I believe, are all occupying eight for above. Um, so when you see us lingering down, probably to look at look at look at our lowest ever finish in over fifteen years, it is a bit of a depressing read. I mean, I know we've not back, we're not backed like they are, and I know we've got all of our you know off the pitch issues at the moment. So it's a tough one. It's just hard to be motivational, and like I say, I keep saying it. You can hear it in our voices at the minute. Um, it's <laughs> it's tough at the minute. It's really tough. Um, Travis, just touching on you as well. <laughs> For me, the cracks were showing at um, at the Salford game when he played like eight defenders on the pitch. <laughs> like, it was like an eight, like eight three one formation, whatever you want to call it. And that's I remember sitting there before the game, like what what team is this? Like, what are we trying to do? What is the formation? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, like like you said, there's, I think it's going to be a full a full rebuild in the summer. There's only going to be four or five players that end up staying. The rest of them, as far as I'm aware, they can all do one. Um, and I don't really care where they go, what they do. 
Look at old boo one. <laughs> but like I said, I've been. I, I'm Stockdale. I'm Stockdale. Owl. I don't think he's the man for the job. But they won't sack him. So what we have to do is just get to the end of the season, survive with what we have. If we if we can get like get to the fifty point mark in the next four or five games and billion, we can end the season playing with freedom. Then we give him a full preseason to rebuild his squad, what sign some players that he wants. Apparently, the budget's already been set for the summer. We give him the preseason, and then next season is where it gets really hot for him. If we get a real, if we start off poor, five six games that season, if it's the same as what we're seeing now, then it it'll be toxic. It'll be toxic again. Yeah, it'll be really bad. It'll be. Yeah, I'm. Because, like I said, I, I'm not. I've, I've, my, I changed my mind after the Orient game. I wanted him gone, but you have to accept the fact that he's not going to go. He's going to stay, and I think it's fair enough. He's going to get a pre-season. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to be hating him. I'll, I'll back him still. Like start again in summer. I'll, I'll probably have be a clean slate with a new squad. But he's has to get the start of next season right. We have to start off well. If we don't start off well next season, then he's curtain. Wow, Travis, that was that was pretty cold. The streets won't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think you're probably right. You know, he's probably gonna he's gonna get that opportunity. He, I think he is, uh, unless something really drastic happens. Um, it's just tough at the minute to be motivated with him. It's really hard. Should we just not putting anything anything out on display to really? feel optimistic about and like it's like like I keep saying like I keep putting down and it's an if buts and maybes but if we go and lose the next two games we're back to square one and it's just back to the boohoo boys again um yeah and he hasn't really got any excuses to hide across next season you know from what I can understand he's meant to have he's meant to have a way more competitive budget to work under next year as well as hopefully all the situation with Morton House will be of doubt will, will have been dealt with by then you know that won't be lurking over our, over our heads, and he can have a good go at it. So there'll be really no excuses. And obviously, the other the other thing he hasn't got to hide behind is that every Dale fan will be expecting a better season next year. You know they will they will not settle for what what's come this season. Even the most diehards, I don't think, will, will settle for what settle for what we've had this season. Um, so yeah, so moving on from that, quick question, fire, quick uh, quick fire questions to you all. What is the point in giving this man another go next season when he shows no willingness to change formation or tactics to better suit the opponent that we're playing, uh, Ben? Puff, put me on the spot. Tell me about it. Um, solely because I don't think we'd be able to get anybody in that would um, be much different. Um, like I said before, I think it's, it's his team now. He's especially if we give him summer as well. Um, it be more definitely his team. He's got plays in. It's for him to set up, and that that's it. I think like Terry said, if we start next year next season on the wrong foot, that, that's it for a lot of fans. Um, but yeah, I think I think now's the, the wrong time to get rid of him. I know it's diabolical football, but I'm I'm hoping like we all are that the next few games we're going to show some promise and. Um, hopefully it's a good summer for him we're on the front foot for next year but time will tell fingers crossed man fingers crossed um, Aaron um, I think it's worth giving him that shot for next season because everything that we had going on in the summer 
it'd be nice just to have that little bit of consistency and that preparation to see what he does over the summer to then push on at the start of the season. Because maybe if he has that more time, he's more likely to be able to do something with it and get us firing on on all cylinders like we hope we were this season. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the biggest problem with you know next season and what you regard with Stockdale is what you expect from next season. I'm personally of the camp that I think we should be looking no low, low, lower than the playoffs next season because my my realistic aim for this season was anything between 12th to like 16th I'd have been happy with. That's what I'd have took. And then I'd have said, right, well, we push on from here and we have a go at the playoffs. I'm not saying we have to get in the playoffs, but I'm saying we have to look like we're trying for that. That's me personally. Um, Travis, what do you think? Why, why should we give him another chance? Um, I don't think we should. To be honest, no. What you've said is the reason why I want him gone. Um, his stubbornness to not change his tactics and his formation and all this. He won't. He won't drop these players. What do that? What do this? I think that's it's it's that saying is doing the same thing over and over again. In sense, expecting results is definition of. Oh, what is, I don't know what the fuck you're saying is, but you get what I'm saying. Is it style of play? Yeah, it's just like I don't think it's 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 the same things over and over again and expect different results. Like it's, he's got it's a, the definition of insanity. That's the saying. There you sorted me out. That's the saying. But um, I just don't. I don't think there's a point. Um, I know you boys say I'm giving a chance, but I said it on Twitter the other week. I don't see why we should. He's not. What's he done to deserve a chance? But he's gonna get it. So, unlike I said, I'll back him. Yeah. I just don't expect that much. Just touching on it, I think we always cop out as a fan, as as a club. I think we always cop out. I think we always go for the the the, the unexperienced manager, the unexperienced guy that's got no. I not I never had a job in, in in football management before. We always seem to get that guy. It, it feels like well, definitely since I've been a Rochdale fan, that's how it's been. It's always been. I mean, apart from John Coleman, but I wouldn't say John Coleman had you know severe pedigree. You know, managing Atkinson Stanley. I mean, obviously, no, no, um, no disrespect to him. He's gone on and he's he's managed a wonderful job at Atkinson, uh, and they're above us now. So you know, he must be doing half okay. Um, but I, you know, like I'd have gone, I'd have looked at going, going for someone like Richie Wellens. You know, Rich, someone like Richie Wellens, I felt would suit this club like down to the ground. You know, with the football that he plays, and I think fans would, fans would get on board with that. But it's a pipe dream, obviously. I know he's got the late and Orient job now, and um, you know he's going to do his thing down there. I just always feel like we always opt out and go for just names that you've never ever heard of at this level. Um, and it's just important we get it right because I don't want us to be a high, I don't want us to be a higher and fire club, but people say give the man time, but there's only so long you can give someone before they have to go and they have to move on again. You can't just constantly accept shit. Can I add? I just yeah. think it's concerning how much we've regressed all since like start of the season. We started off really well. Like, I think coming yeah. Christmas we was all happy with where we was and how. we were Simon's players in January. Yeah, we lost Beasley and Morley, but everyone was everyone thought, right, we'll, we'll be all right. But it's just, it's there's nothing, there's nothing positive. There's no excitement. There's nothing to like 
you don't go to the game thinking, oh, I can't, I can't wait to go to Dale tonight. I can't wait to go. To, I can't wait for the weekend to go to Dale. We don't get excited to watch it. And I think that's what it should have been. I think yeah. that's what, post-Christmas, that's what it should have been. We should have been just going, we'll win some, we'll lose some, you know. It's it's going to be one of them. But it's I can't yeah. say one game that I've really, really enjoyed. We are, we, are, we are deluded. We're not expecting us to go on go on a 20-game unbeaten run and win every single game. Like when that's not what we were expecting. I think even at Christmas, I think even the most diehard realised that we weren't going to go and push on for the playoffs. It wasn't going to happen. We're not good enough, even with recruitments and you know gelling them in and settling them in. But like I've just never had this feeling before with Rochdale than I, than I have this season, especially in the past few weeks and months. It's I just feel like and it's weird because like I say, all the great work that's been going on off the pitch is you know in one sense has brought you really close to the club. But in another sense, it just feels a million miles away from anything I've ever been used to. Um, and like I say, unless you boys were there for the crack, um, it'd be a pretty miserable place right now to go. To go, um, And that's the honest truth. It's, it's just hard to be motivated or anything at the moment. But there you go. Um, so moving on from that, looking at a bit of a issue regarding the season ticket dilemma. Obviously, I'm sure we can all be very aware that since the start of the season, you know, I think we've, I think we sold over 2,000 season tickets before the before our ball was kicked uh, this summer. Um, the numbers are dwindling at match days. You know, we've come down from nearly 2,000 a home game to now nearly 1,600. People are voting with the feet, obviously due to the, you know, the poor football and poor tactics and poor displays that we've been, we've been putting on. Um, I don't think I've honestly seen Dale as empty as it is now other than when it's been in like a, a Johnston's paint trophy game in the past. Uh, it's it's a weird thing. You know, we've gone from, we've gone from nearly 3,000 home fans in League One when when, we're, when we were at the height of our peak in League One. You know, even when we were struggling in League One, you know, 2,600, 700, something like that home game. And we've gone down to League Two when we were getting crowds of 1,600. You know, it's, it's really depressing. You know, the place is soulless, the place is lifeless. Um, and what do we do about that? I mean, I, I do believe Ben's actually got something he wants to talk about regarding that, actually, to be fair. So, Ben, I'll let you take the floor for a minute. Big announcements. <laughs> Big announcements. Um, so, I'm hoping by the time this podcast is released that it's actually all um, got the go-ahead and green light. But um, basically, me... And another lad, Dan Ingham, a lot of you have probably seen on Twitter, no doubt be on the podcast at some point. Um, I've been in contact with the club about setting a fan group up. And at the current moment, we're as far as we've been given a spot of green light to get something going in the Pearl Street on the last game of the season against Bristol. Um, is what we know so far is, is this is not a setting store at all, but we've been primarily given 499 seats in the Pearl Street and in the far corner, which is um, next to the scoreboard. And the sole aim is to basically get an atmosphere going. So where we're at the moment is we're working with the health and safety uh, managers of the club to persuade them to get safe staffing going. Um, we're, we're looking all right, all right. the fact that the way fans seem to be able to stand up without an issue. So that's where we're at at the moment. Um, but me and Dan are currently working hard with the club. Um, we've got the name that all the coaters go in. Um, 
we're working with the eyes. So you've seen the old cult men book. Um, yeah, working with the author of that and the artist. I think today we've managed to get the um, copyright and credit for the front cover image of that. So we're hoping to have that image hopefully displayed around that area on flags, banners, whatever we can get going, really. So the sole aim is to get as many people in there as we can. Um, and on you boys, uh, hopefully moving to the other to that Pearl Street end. Um, it's basically like the older Mclesico for the Dale. Um, oh, I don't have to. St- I don't have to stand with Aaron do he stinks. Uh, hey, you're not saying the police are going to up my ass every game, are you? I'm saying the Sandy if you want, Aaron. Man. I fucking will. I don't have to have my head slapped or fingers up my ass constantly. Oh no! So, yeah, that's the plan. Um, we know season tickets. Hopefully, got. I think we're going to fail at the Newport game. We're looking at hopefully getting our own season ticket category. Um, at hopefully, a reduced price so we can get some more people who have normally in the sandy to get over to that Hill Street end. Um, it's looking like it's going to be a categorised thing on a season ticket so you can get all the free stands and then you'll be able to get the girl atmosphere just the season ticket. So that's where we're at at the moment. Um, so, so what you're Sorry, sorry to interrupt. So what you're saying is it would be a set price season ticket to, to stand in the Pearl Street with, with what you'd class as like the Atletico's section? That's, that's what we're hoping to get at the moment. Yeah, just to... Uh, because we know a lot of the people that are singing seem to be at the Sandy, which is obviously a reduced price to that of the Pearl Street. So we'll yeah. to see if we can get that cheaper price to hopefully draw some people from the Sandy over to that Pearl Street end. Yeah, the Pearl Street's died to death, you know. Yeah. Years gone by. Years gone by. I, we, I think you, you, we, did you come over, Travis? You know, with the with the... With the crazy corner. I was there on occasion. I was there on occasion. He, he dabbled oh. in the crazy corner. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron remembers the crazy corner. Yeah. Uh, Danny and JJ yeah. used to go, which is exactly why it was a crazy corner. Because those Absolutely, two yeah. The biggest hooligans around. Um, no, yeah. You know, it's died a death. Um, it's got the best view. I always like the Pearl Street. I've only moved over to the Sandy for the for the price of it, and that everyone else is in the Sandy. Uh, Pearl Street, I think, it's got one of the better views uh, in the ground, uh, and I do like the stand. It's a nice, it's a nice stand. But you know, like you say, you can get it at reduced prices. Just another question, Ben, touching on it. Yes, um, yes. Will it be available? I don't know if you can be, can answer this for answer this for me just yet. Uh, will it be available just for tickets on match days? Singular, not uh... like season ticket prices. I'm not so sure. Well, like I said, we mentioned they're giving us 499 seats and I'm presuming yeah. we're not going to get close to that with season ticket sales. So I would hope that we'd be able to, um, you'd be able to buy it on the day. Me and Dan are also pushing for like, you know, we can get bring a fend for a fiver sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Hopefully, it looks, like, it, looks like, it looks like you've really done your work into it and, you know, it sounds like a really good uh, prospect, really. I'm just hoping, like you say, we can turn up on the match day because... As it looks for me, I think I'm probably not going to be getting... Not because of anything to do with uh, Dale itself. Um, I mean, maybe it is a bit, you know, my passion's died a bit the past few months. But, you know, everything in my own personal life um, that's going on, I'm probably going to be taking a bit of a back step from football for the next few years. Um, Obviously, I'll still be there and I'll still come to games, but it'll be more pick as and when I pick more than buying a season ticket because I won't, I probably won't get my money's worth out of it if I was to buy one uh, but yeah the, the, honestly Ben you sound like you've put some really grafting, some real graft into that you lot 
Uh, it sounds like a really exciting prospect, and let's fingers crossed, you know, the, the pilot run, if if it does come to fruition uh, against Bristol, it's a success. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll all be there, you know, supporting it. Yeah, let's hope it let's hope it sets off. Um, so yeah, just touching back on obviously the, the thing with the crowds and the attendances. Um, just to kind of link it into Stockdale as well. Um, for me, he's got to go on a crazy run for me personally. I think he's got to go on now and win three, four games in a row or be at least unbeaten four or five games in a row uh, to get the fans back on board, the ones that have lost him. Um, or, or you have to sack him, I think, to have a chance of boosting season ticket sales for the following season because pricing is going to be absolutely crucial this summer. Because of how poor we've been, I think it'd be absolutely ludicrous if they put the season ticket prices up. Um, because I just don't think you can be putting them up for what we've been dished up, especially if Stockdale's here. I think if the manager is sacked and there is a price increase, I think some people will will not be too bothered, will not be as bothered because it's a fresh start and clean slate. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you reckon on that, Travis? I'm not. Saying we need to go on an unbeaten run to the end of the season, but these, no, like, no, these, next, these next seven games is give us something to be excited about. Give us some good attacking four, three, three. Give us some attacking football. Score some goals. Take some shots, and you know, just give us something to look forward to. I mean, you can be, we can be, we can look get to the end of the season and think, you know what, the last. Seven games, eight games have been all right. You know, we've got something to build on. We'll get a new team, a new a new squad. Um, Robbie will get a full pre-season and it'll be something to build on. But if these next seven games are just as, as shite as the last six months have been, then we're going to end the season and be like, thank God it's over. Whereas if, if we end on a good note, on a positive note, playing some decent football, we'll be like, oh, you know what? It, it might be all right next season. And people... Like myself, I could be tempted if we end the season on a good run. I might be tempted swear to get a season ticket. Whereas if it's the other way around, I'll be like, oh, there's no point. It's gonna be the same old. So I think it's so important these next seven games to um to put a decent little run together. Not even just results, just put some decent performances together. Yeah, it's all about tempo, and so it's all about changing the mindset that a lot of the fans have, including us. I mean, yeah, that's purely just what it is at the minute. Uh, Aaron. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we if we can play some more like we did last night, then yeah, I think we'll definitely have a, a a nice little end to the season, which will be nice. And like Travis says, it'll be nice to end the season on that sort of high, I guess, and then build on it from next season when we start fresh and and go again. And I think that'll sort of entice fans to come back more if we see that you know a bit more pressing and a bit more passion in in the team and from the fans as well. Yeah, I simply I think it's simple as that, really, isn't it? And I think if we don't see that, um, and we you know we just kind of stumble over the line now, and prices go up or prices stay the same, you're going to see a lot of fans put off because I think a lot of people have had enough already. Um, and football's only been back what <laughs> football's only been back uh, seven months, is it? Since we've lost, since we since we could first go back to a game, and people people are, people are already fucking sick of Rochdale. <laughs> Long time ago, now that was... yeah, crazy, yeah. isn't it? Crazy Long time flies. Time um, Ben. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you can do 
anything and everything off the field, but you're paying to watch the football. If it's shite, you're not going to pay to watch it, are you? So, That's probably summed it up perfectly. Yeah, you, you've got to improve. That's as simple as Yeah, got to be, got, got to be better. Got to be better one way or another. And how that comes about, we don't know yet, but it's got to be better. Um, yeah, so just kind of touching on to the final point of the night for us all, um, looking at the running of games that we've got left, um, do you reckon we're in danger of relegation or have we done enough now to stay up or do we need a few more results going our way uh, to make absolutely sure of it? Um, ben? Uh, I think we're safe, but yeah, we've, we've got to be di- diabolically bad, like really, really bad to go down. Um of all teams, I actually think Barrow will be the second team to go down. But yeah, I think we'll, I think another winning would be pretty much safe. Yeah, I think I think very much. I think a big factor of who decides who goes down is yeah. the game this weekend, isn't it? Oldham Stevenage. That's a that's a real that's a real crunch game. Not to say that Barrow, like you say, Barrow could still be dragged into it. They're only on thirty seven points, so they are real really still in it. Uh but yeah, let's wait and see. But that'll probably be more exciting than watching Rochdale. So <laughs> <laughs> um Aaron, what do you reckon? We say if we've done enough? I reckon if we just continue to match or better Oldham and Stevenage for the next couple of games, then yeah, I reckon we're I reckon we're definitely safe. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh Travis. Um, I won't say hundred percent safe yet. Say so, I think forty five points will probably get do it. Um so we've got seven games to get two points. So I think I think we're ninety percent more or less there. We just need like say if if we lose the next few home games, that Stevens game is a must win. Win but a win a game that you'd wanna win, I mean I think we'd be safe. But I think these next two home games I think should be hope hopefully where we where we do it. I take four points out of the next two home games quite happily. Point out, point out, Swindon, point out, Swindon, and a win against Walsall, and I'd, I'd be quite, I'd be quite happy with that. Optimistic. Yeah, I am very optimistic because we've not done that all season. But there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of it for tonight. You know, a bit of a shorter episode, so I'm sure a lot of people will be happy because we've had some pretty lengthy episodes the past few months. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, chaps. Um, Obviously, we've got to finish on what we always finish on. And I want to know, Ben, what you had for your tea. Fish fingers. Fish fingers. God to you. Absolute God to you. Agreed. Any any tomato ketchup? Tomato ketchup and chips and bread and butter to make a fish finger sandwich. I love it. It is. is. Uh, Aaron, no sandwiches, please. No, I had a barbecue chicken pizza. Oh, what is one of those? One of those make it yourself at as the ones. No, it was a takeaway from Giorgio's. 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 Giorgio's chicken. No, uh, it's one on um, up near Failing. It's not that way. Yeah, Failing, like I live in Rochdale, like you know where, I'm, like, like, like I know oh, where you're talking Charles, about. Travis and some of the listeners will know. Big Travis, what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> what am I saying? Well, I've not yeah. actually eaten since about four o'clock. What um, an absolute weapon. Yeah, what are you having for your tea then? I had some at work. I got some um, some cheeky little chicken breast bites, you know, start start a menu. Not them, not the, them freaking wings that you were chowing down on yesterday. No, not them. I had them for them. Um, some of the breast bites, you know, kept it simple yesterday. Oh, Free man. food. So, you know, it's one of them. <laughs> Sophisticated taste, I love yeah, it. Yeah, there we go. 
I'll finish off, you know, we've gone all oriental here, you know, I had a bit of a, you know, nan, nan, a nan bread. It was like a nan garlic bread. I don't even know what you'd call it. Oh, it was weird. Nan pitta, something like that. Um, with, uh, with homemade tandoori chicken, it was absolutely banging. Bit of, bit of lettuce, bit of salad. Oh, on the money. On the money. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, chaps, I know it's been, it, it seemed a bit of a depressing episode. Um, and that's because it has been really I'm not going to deny it <laughs> uh, but it's been a pleasure as always um, thanks for coming on obviously um, up the dale lads as always up the dale up the, up dale. the dale till next time see you later thanks for tuning in to another week of the all dale aren't we podcast until next time